Hollywood Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me tonight is my good friend Schnell. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and be in better spirits, but man, I am exhausted after today. So let's see how things go. <laughs> Long day at the store, or what? Uh, yes. Uh, pulling pulling card lists for people. Uh, being at the store for an extra half hour waiting for an EDH game to wrap up because when I gave them the thirty minute warning, thirty minutes prior to the store closing, <laughs> I received the. Don't worry, don't worry. We're just about done here. Cut to one hour later. I finally <laughs> have a good night. See you. Okay, cool. What uh, what were they playing? Like, what decks were they playing? Uh, Do you even know? It looked like Arcades Pillow Fort. Um, I don't know what deck number three was. Deck number two was Nekasar. And the wheels keep on turning. Ah, nice. Yes. No, and I like I like the Arcades deck. I think it's a little overplayed, but that might just be the local meta here because several people are like, oh man, Arcades, he's so good. Uh, Schnell, give me one of every goddamn wall you have. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hang on. Which is why uh, when we were talking about, um, I want to say Rav- Guilds of Ravnica, that was the set where they brought back Tower Defense, wasn't it? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. So that was what part of the reason why I was excited for that card being reprinted because... Ever since Dominaria hit and Arcades showed up, everyone just like, eh, I'll throw together an Arcades deck. That's a fun novel idea that no one else has done. And as the guy <laughs> pulling cards for everyone, I'm like, nope, that's uh, your number eight. <laughs> not even not even the first one today. <laughs> that, and that, I've heard that elsewhere, too. I don't remember if it was like a podcast or something I happened to catch on YouTube or even an article I read online. But other people were saying too that uh you know Arca- again, arcades is just overdone right now yeah it it is a is a simple deck to build it is relatively inexpensive uh my favorite part is there's some stupid card i want to say from fallen empires that creates like zero two creature tokens for like next to nothing yeah that's breeding and- pit isn't that right? Black? Isn't it breeding pit? No, no, no. This yeah. is like a oh. coral, coral yeah, reef. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Never mind, never mind. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah, that's not in his color. Um, yeah, that's color that's identity. wrong for multiple yeah, reasons. Multiple but reasons. Anyway, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, no. It was some random card that like is garbage, and it was like a buck or two. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh yeah, Arcades runs this. I'm like, oh okay, weird. <laughs> It's like Rainbow Veil, like suddenly having value, like being another garbage card. Because it taps for any color mana, and then you immediately have to give it to another player. Right. Yeah. And that, last I checked, it was like four or five bucks TCG mid. Wow. Yeah, but it's because Zedru and donated stuff. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that'll do it. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's great. But I just see, like, a lot of the same decks, and I, I want just goofy, weird shit. But the problem is, it only takes one or two people in a playgroup or in a like local meta to start upping the power level a little bit. Like, oh, I'm just going to optimize this deck here and there. And then it becomes an arms race, and nobody wants to just try anything that could be bad but fun and build from there. They immediately go, ah, I need something to compete. So I need something I know is going to do well and still might be fun. But... I think just you you need that like the safe space I guess of yeah. the homebrew EDH just to dick around um, because one of my most recent I'm gonna try something stupid uh, was my uh, what is it Scarab God the minus one minus one counters the blue black or the black the black red one and 
It is a fun deck to play, but it is not competitive by any means. It is just a long, slow board wipe that just keeps every round like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw a count, negative one, negative a counter on that guy. I'm going to throw one over there. I'm going to proliferate. So like two creatures died over there and I'll draw some cards, but I'm not really answering anybody's crap or like clearing anything out. It's just every turn I can put a counter over here. <laughs> nice low oh, and this smolder. Guy, yeah, like this guy comes into play and puts a counter on everybody. Oh, does that kill anything? Nope, everyone's just slightly less threatening now. <laughs> but crap like that, I absolutely love to build and play, and I want to I wanna start tweaking that one now because it started with just a garbage card. I think it was, what is it, uh, Serrated by Skellion or something like that. It's a card that comes into play with like two negative one negative one counters and i think you can tap it to remove a negative one negative one counter from itself and put one on another creature it is okay. ju- it is just not good but i went yeah i'm building around that <laughs> i can use this <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah i was uh, that's fun i was going through my rare by my my rares from i think it was Maybe Masters, yeah, had to be Masters 25, because that's how I found this card. I was pulling something for that um, Kozilek Eldrazi colorless EDH deck that I I built, and I saw saw Darien, King of Keldor, and he's kind of been like scratching at the back of my mind for a while, so I had told you and Teej about this. It it kind of all fell together perfectly, because the Commander's Quarters, who does really good budget Commander uh, deck videos on YouTube, they're like, 15 minutes long they're awesome builds i was like okay he built this so i'm gonna kind of look at his for inspiration and that was exactly you know kind of how you describe your your scarab god thing i was like i want to find a way that i can do stupid shit to do damage to myself (laughs) to 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 get these tokens out have like a sub life gain theme so i don't just kill myself immediately (laughs) um you know and just kind of see what i can do with this deck so that's the one that that i'm working on right now and i'm i'm excited because you know like i i still don't really know for sure how well that attracts a deck i built is going to play um the the eldrazi deck i already know how it plays because my shell is very close to the one that they played on an episode of game nights okay uh so i'm not too worried about that but it'll be fun to play with something that's I mean, this deck together, I think it's like maybe $62, the cards I have picked out for it right now, which is, you know, when you're talking about EDH, uh, a pretty low uh, deck price, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of people play with a lot of staples that are that are worth a lot of money. So I'm excited to play with just a bunch of stuff that I threw together, too, and, and just see, you know, I, I don't expect to win. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't play competitively to begin with. I just play for fun, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of ways you know this deck can impact the game and i I look forward to that too Mm -hmm. uh i got a chance to play before you ask me what else have you been up to uh i had a chance to play unsanctioned today oh nice how'd that go yeah uh i was running i ended up with blue green because we rolled for uh one at a time to give our uh for those of you who don't know unsanctioned recent released and it is five 30 card monocolor decks that you end up with two of them. Your opponent ends up with two of them. You shuffle them together and play. It is a lot of reprints from the last three unsets. There's, I think, 16 new un things that are unique right. to it. Uh, I love the reprints in it because the set symbol is a combination of all three of the previous unset symbols. Yes, so that is, set symbol's great. Yeah, it is the crossed uh, squirrel or uh, acorn wrenches over the horseshoe with a broken egg lined up on the bottom, and it's just fantastic. I, I um, love that. 
But one of my customers picked up a uh, picked up a copy and he's like, hey, do you want to play it? I'm like, yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to play it yet. I've started working on a better insert for it. That's my one main critique so far. Um, the lands are gorgeous. Even the non-fancy art lands, the like non-borderless ones, um, they all have squirrels. Like, they all feature squirrels made of the landscapes or part of the landscapes, which are just gorgeous. I love the islands, and I hate loving islands because I don't want to be the controlly blue player. But you need to look up, if you have not seen them right now, the unstable, not full art island is just a big squirrel made out of trees, like, resting on top of the island. It's the entire friggin' art. It is gorgeous. I love these lands. But... Uh, we played a game, and it was fantastic because uh, at one point we were playing on the counter, and we had to move to the other counter because my opponent started a sub game. So we're like, "Okay, we're just gonna leave everything over here," and we had to go to the yeah, we had to go to the other counter to start a sub game. And you start with five. I forget what the name of the card is, but each player starts with uh, five life. You take what's left of your decks and just start over. And I managed to get out a uh, crocodile really early. And, like, on turn three or four of the subgame, I swung through with the 1-1 Crocodile, and when it was unblocked, I gave it plus X plus X, where X was equal to a D6 roll. And I rolled a six, so <laughs> I knocked him down real good. Uh, and then we went back to the, the regular game, and I won there, too. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, turn, turn one, I got Cheaty Face into play by laying down an island with Cheaty Face underneath it. Turn two, I played another island and went, hey, look what you didn't notice last turn, and <laughs> scooted Cheaty Face out, and he's like, ah, goddammit. So I was just hitting him for two in the air the whole game, and oh, it was fun. I, lo- I-, I love unsets. I love Goofy Sealed. I think unsanctioned. I would argue on the price point a little bit, because I think uh, the the internet and game stores have decided about 55 to $60 is the uh, value of this thing. Um... I think they could have done it for a little cheaper. Well, they probably did it for much cheaper. But I think they could have sold it for a little bit cheaper. Uh, Wizards could have. And market it more as a fun battle box thing. Because the collectors went, Hey, there are ten new gorgeous lands. I need as many of them as I can. One of my customers came in and went, Hey, if I buy a couple of these, will you uh, knock down the price a little bit more? And I went, yeah, sure, I'm always willing to negotiate. Uh, How many do you want? He was like, "Mm, give me eight of them. And I went, okay, yes. You can have a bit more of a discount because you're buying like half my friggin' stock in one purchase. So, uh, but yes, the critique about the insert. The insert is a very nice, heavier vacuform plastic that will not fit the cards if you sleeve them. That is my one issue. Yeah, that's right. I think think you you brought that up... um Last week, I think you had touched on that. I don't remember if I did. I was bitching about a lot of other stuff. No, yeah. No, I remember you talking about that. But I I started working on the insert yesterday. Okay, that was... Yep, that's right. So, are you just, like, mocking it up right now, or...? Uh, Yeah, right now I'm figuring out what I can build, like, as far... Because I've done, like, simple wooden inserts for board games for people in the past. Um, I'm trying to just uh, do, do a minimal insert... That looks nice, that keeps things from sliding around without having to go full, like, okay, there's going to be, like, six cross pieces and a base plate and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, sure. no, I'm just going to just gonna hollow out. Uh, I might router, router out some sections for the sleeved cards to fit in. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm glad I got to play with it before, you know, too much time has passed and it's irrelevant because 
I, I want Wizards to do more stuff like this, and I'm very, very excited about the Jumpstart packs. I think that will be yeah, a those really, are be cool. really cool thing. And I think Jumpstart is what Unsanctioned should have been marketed as. Like, hey, play the game, it's fun. Also, here's some extra stuff. Because everyone said, or everyone looked at these things and went, I want those lands, all the silverboarded crap, I'm just going to throw away. Like, everyone I know that bought them with, like, th- three exceptions was like, I don't care about the silverboarded crap. I want those lands only. Sure. And like you said, that that's more, you know, the, the collectors who want these lands that are, I don't know, what aren't they like six or seven bucks a pop right now? I honestly haven't you bothered know? to look what uh, they're averaging at because I don't have any... I cracked open one box. Uh, for, I bought one box for myself. And I cracked open a box for the store. All of the full art lands I gave away as EDH League prizes for the, the wrapping up of this oh, last nice. EDH League. So uh, every EDH League we run is usually points driven in some way. And from the top most points earners down, I contacted every one of them and went, okay, what do you want? And I'm like, what? Like, here's five foils, five non foils. Take your pick. And then the next person, okay, here's what's left. And just went all the way down. Top 10 players got their pick of a free fancy land, foil or non-foil, depending on where they landed and depending on what they picked. Nice. Everyone, everyone seemed to enjoy that. I've got the rest of the silver-bordered stuff as random singles for the store. Uh, I did sell an Underdome, one of the new multicolor oh, producer yeah. lands, yes. And today somebody picked up uh, Rock Lobster, Scissors Lizards, and Paper Tiger. Nice. Yeah. The, uh, that Underdome just gives me, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why it takes my brain there, but it gives me Borderlands vibes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's the wrestling ring, but it just makes me, it's got to be because, like, I think it was in the first Borderlands, one of the DLCs was, like, um, the, the Underdome, I think, might have like Mad Moxie's Underdome I, or something yeah, like I think, that. I think it was a Mad Moxie thing. Yeah, yeah. So I it just immediately brings my brain there. And actually, I mean, I'm playing through... Uh, if it's actually kind of nice when my daughter doesn't sleep because then I'll hold her uh, on my chest and I'll play Borderlands Three. So <laughs> I'm slowly working my way through Borderlands Three when she decides she doesn't want to sleep. So that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I was gonna say I have a criminally untouched video game collection that is just Same. massive, <laughs> and I'm I'm like going back and like I'm gonna play all these games that I spent money on or started a business around or whatever, and. <laughs> Uh, most recently, like two whole days ago, I was playing War Games Defcon One for PlayStation One. Nice. So that's how far back I have to go to like, <laughs> start getting caught up. And granted, I played this game a bunch when I was a kid. It was fantastic. But I recently made my wife watch the Matthew Broderick film from 1983, War Which Games, which is so good. It is fantastic. And the entire time, I just like every few minutes, I turn over to her and she goes, "Oh, that's where that's from." Like she's like, yeah, this this movie is super old and pops up in cult uh, pop culture constantly. To be honest, and nobody knows all the time. Yeah, what the hell yeah. they're quoting? They're just quoting things that they heard other people <laughs> quoting without knowing the original. Other thing. people say, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard somebody say that. I didn't know it was from this movie. Oh yeah, the only winning move is not to play. Like that's God's classic. Right. Right. Come on. <laughs> strange game indeed yeah um so what have you have you have you touched arena at all lately yeah actually that's what i did uh i I played a little bit last night and it was the first time i jumped back in in a while i think i jumped on like initially when theros was released i played for a while uh i i ended up uh 
Uh, I had some stuff from Eldraine. For whatever reason, I got spammed hard with Lindens uh, when I was cracking Eldraine packs on the game, okay. which actually worked out really well because I have been futzing around. I have like a green-white build with, you know, Satessan Champion and all the all the enchantments and stuff. Uh, but my favorite to play right now... Um, which is really saying something because usually the the in my opinion the throne of Eldraine standard environment at least in arena was so bad i <laughs> did not fucking play it once I, I played it when they released the set i played a little bit and i just i hated it it was all the same bullshit it was it was, was it the same green? it was no it was either oh. uh it was either Jund sacrifice with the kitty and the oven, oh, or it was yeah. mono black sacrifice with the kitty and the oven. Okay, and it was just it was there was no variance. Everything it was just stupid. So I, I didn't play. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now I'm playing a mono white life gain, and I'm loving it. I've got a few different builds where I kind of tweak different things, uh, but the main shell that I love to run is uh, Linden with like Healer's Hawk, Johnny's Pride Mate, Impassioned <laughs> Orator. And uh, Heliod, because Heliod, obviously, whenever you gain life, you get to put you plus put one, counters plus one counters. On yeah. uh, and Linden, whenever you attack with a creature, you get a plus one, plus one counter. So if you attack with six, or I mean, you get you gain life with Linden. So if you attack yeah. with six creatures, well, now you're gaining six life. Your pride made pumps before damage is dealt. Plus, then you get the triggers from Heliod. It's just, it's a ton of fun. It, it's a just a, it's just a crazy, crazy fun deck we should uh, we should compare notes on decks because i've got a mono white life gain pioneer deck oh nice is also linden and a johnny's pride mate and healer hawk uh <laughs> the only like key difference is probably i run um benelish marshall the oh stack. nice everyone else gets plus one plus one yep uh i've got daxos daxos the maxos yep and i run so i run like i run the new daxos too yep um and then history of benalia Oh, I love that card. Conclave Tribunal I still run. Because I I want to play more Pioneer. I've been playing a little bit more Pioneer. I feel really bad because I've got two decks that I don't think I put a lot of effort into because I literally just took old standard decks that I enjoyed playing. Uh, like, my mono black deck was from for a, a one from Aether Revolt that I was running. It was a budget deck then. I threw in... Uh, well, it's not budget anymore because I've got fable passages. Ah. I've got and I've got foiled fable passages oh, in nice. there because some of my customers will come in and they go, "Hey, do you have any of the like fable passage, for example?" Because this is how it happened. And I went, uh, "Yeah, I've got two foils right now." And they're like, "I don't want to pay for the foils, but if you have regular ones, I'll buy the regular ones." I'm like, "Okay, fine." So I take the regular ones out of my deck and just swap them with the foils from the case <laughs> so that I you know, I can keep my deck together so I still have something to play with people, but I'm not denying a sale to somebody yeah, who you're still serving to spend the, the money on it. So yeah, I just keep cycling out cards when people don't want to pay for foil prices and I'm slowly accidentally pimping out a lot of my decks. <laughs> but my, my mono black one started as uh well it it doesn't have smuggler's copter anymore because they got banned um but it's uh a little bit energy based mostly vehicle based and then there's uh fable passages just to thin out the deck a little bit even though it's mono black uh castle lockwain which i'm glad 
other people are now agreeing with me how awesome that card is. That card is so good. Because when they were 50 cent rares, I'm like, what? More card draw in black? Yeah, but you lose life. Have you never drawn cards in black? Who the hell cares? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, that is how every single good... You tell me Phyrexian Arena is bad because you draw a card and lose a life. You explain to me why that's like a $10, 11 $12 card, depending on printing, <laughs> and you lose a life each turn. You're putting Vampiric Tutor clock. sucks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> who, would, who would pay two goddamn life for this? So my mono black deck has been, a, 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 as somebody said, it's like, oh, that's like a tier one deck. I'm like, ah, shit. So I I took a uh, one of the Dominaria Challenger deck things, the uh, mono white one, and started oh, yeah. tweaking that one. And that deck is just nuts for a mono. That deck was gain. that deck was fun untouched. Yeah, I ran that at FNM one night when I was up at the store for a pre-release. Yeah, uh, and you guys were doing standard FNM, and I ran it right out of the <laughs> box. That thing was a blast to play. Yeah, so I grabbed one of those, and then again, just uh, like I think I, I put in the the White Castle, just because uh, pumping out more creature tokens. And now, we yeah, I run I run that it's a little in, in it's mine a little too. costly because it's four to activate. Versus uh, just flipping my, uh, what is it, the, the that enchantment. You get a 1-1 vampire with lifelink, and then when you attack with three. Oh, yeah, uh, um, Adanto. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, Legion's Landing. Legion's Landing. The, the, fort, the fort's name is Adanto, but yeah, the yes. card is Legion's Landing. Yes, it's it's Pirate Pioneers on the card, <laughs> so I thought <laughs> yep. it was appropriate. <laughs> or colonists, I should say. Anyway, that deck has been just absurd, and I feel bad because... Uh, one of my buddies has been like homebrewing some other uh, pioneer decks to play against, and he's got some stuff that like I think he's just making a few like questionable decisions, but I think he can like really start kicking ass with some stuff. Uh, but every time we play, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna gain like four more life this turn and swing with a ten ten uh, uh, Johnny's Pride Mate, and then next turn I'm gonna gain more life and just like he's doing a ton of damage and like doing a lot of control stuff, but. I just keep getting the right cards, or he'll sacrifice because sure. he built an is it thing recently. And Ray, if you're listening, I'm I am talking about you. I love your deck, but it needs a little bit more fine tuning. Uh, but we played a game where I I was swinging out, and it would have been lethal, but it would have dropped him by like ten points. And he sacrificed his board state for it, and just could not recover sure. because it with with all the is it stuff. He's got um, the Iron, uh, Iron Wrath, the zero four. Whenever you draw your second card, it lightning bolts. Oh yeah, okay, and okay. Torbrand and I think Gutter Snipe and just all of the really good is it synergy stuff. But you need to run that with a more control mindset, not a ah oh, crap. I don't want to take any damage, so I'm going to throw everything to to just sure. sacrifice to your blockers. No, take the one big hit and then start picking off the threats one by one. Maybe throw in, because it's blue, maybe uh, throw in, like, unsummons or something. You know, a one-drop cheat Sure, that can bounce something yeah. away. If yeah. you can't if you can't lightning bolt my Ajani's Pride Mate because he's a, you know, 15-15, bounce him back to my hand. As soon as I cast him with the triggers on the stack, then bolt the hell out of him. Right, exactly. Make him start yeah. all over from scratch. Yeah, the 2-2 is a lot like easier to kill be. with targeted removal, uh, as far as damage dealt targeted removal, mm-hmm. than a 15-15 is. Oh, yeah, and Johnny's Pride Mate just gets out of hand, because, again, I run the Lindens, I run the Daxos. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Uh, it, I, it's I don't have I don't have Heliods, just because right now uh, I don't have any extra ones, and I technically can't afford them myself. Which is the, the most awkward thing, owning a store, is just like, oh, yeah, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars of the Magic Cards of the Cases. And I legally own them, but I can't technically afford them. 
<laughs> like just explaining that concept like i'm holding this in my hand but it's not mine i don't have it what <laughs> right yeah um do you know does in that that is it deck is ray running any uh Adelies? i don't think so because uh, he's got that card is uh yeah i don't if he is i don't think he's I don't think he's ever cast them against me. Okay, and um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what his deck does, not having seen it. But that card is bonkers in in an Is It deck. Uh, he just put in the the friggin' bread, uh, the Loch Ness monster dragon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, yeah, when you draw cards, you get more triggers as well. Yep. Because we were talking about again establishing a better board state and having more things out there versus yeah, you could throw an extra card draw spell effect, but if you don't have anything on the board to synergize with it, it's just a single thing and yep. is it you need to double up on everything so he's well, got he... the, he's got the radical ideas which okay i love that card and i love going i've got a radical idea radical really? idea what is, is it? a great oh card. it's a blue spell it lets you draw and then it you know comes back <laughs> radical idea and chemistry's insight are two spells i really like a lot from that set yeah um uh is he playing is he playing the niv uh what what the, the niv that every time you draw you can ping an opponent for one uh no, I don't think he has that. No, he doesn't have that one. No, okay. the because that thing's that thing's a six drop, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, it's three and, and I, three. I think yeah, it's three blue. I'm pretty three sure red. it's three and yeah. three. And he's been trying to keep his curve really really low. Ah, uh, because the problem is Pioneer is turning. It's it's a pretty. It's fast, like modern light. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very fast format. And unless again you get into that controlling mind state, a six drop in a fast format just seems unplayable. But again, if you can if you can start throwing in little tricks and little controls and because I don't think he's really running anything in the way of counter spells either. Okay. I don't. Nothing stands out. It's more just try to draw as much stuff as you can. Try to bolt as much stuff as you can with uh, extra card triggers and friggin' Torbrand. Torbrand in that. Yeah, uh, adding that, four. adding that two damage onto yeah. everything. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna radical idea and draw an extra card and deal five damage to any target I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's real tough. And if he had he kept that on the board, I think he could have started just picking me apart. Uh, sure. Before before I could overrun him. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of stuff is taking off in Pioneer. Uh, I haven't I haven't played any, but I do know I did realize uh, the other day when I was looking through some stuff for the Edgar Markov EDH deck that I have. I had this is months ago now uh, when yeah. I was building this, and I had purchased one of the cards that I that I picked up from you was uh, Kalitas, Trader of Get. Oh yeah, and I picked it up from you, and that dude was like, I don't know, seven seven bucks, eight. <laughs> whatever right yeah. i looked the other day through this edgar list that thing's up to 35 dollars right now i was, I was like holy say, shit yeah. like he's skyrocketed mm-hmm. which but he's a i mean it's an awesome card you know so like I, I i love the card but i was very surprised to see you know some of the things that have spiked obviously heroic intervention has gone through the roof again that's like sitting at like 20 bucks too i think um yeah because i are- one of the Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, those are one of the cards that they were at seven for the longest time. And I had several people that are like, ha, this is like, I bought it when it was a dollar. Now it's seven. I'm going to trade it in and get a bunch of stuff for it. And and then, then I had like, I think 20 or 30 copies. And then it got up to like 20 bucks. And then people are like awkwardly buying them back for me. Like, I need that for Pioneer now. Like, yeah. Hold on right. to your cards. Like trade stuff you know you're never going to play or trade stuff to help you play more now. But don't just get rid of everything because you can. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, and, and the reason I noticed that one specifically is I, I there was an article today that uh, was linked on the Magic website to uh, an article from Channel Fireball about an EDH deck tech from Eric Levine, and it is Bant Aros with Tuvasa. And I was like, ooh, this intrigues me because... I, for so long, have been trying to figure out what way to go with Tuvasa just to make it fun. And um, that, you know, it's in this deck. So that's why I went through the deck list, saw Heroic Intervention, was like, oh my god, that thing spiked up again too. But one of the things I thought about this deck that was really cool that never even occurred to me as I was trying to figure out how I wanted to, to brew her is... All, all his auras and enchantments target his opponents rather than his own stuff. And I was like, that is brilliant. Like, <laughs> playing playing all your stuff on your opponent's creatures and stuff like that. So, obviously, there's, like, a bunch of vows, uh, you know, so that your opponents can't, you know, the big threats can't attack you if you enchant yeah. them. Uh, I thought it was I interesting. He has a vows. wheel of sun and moon in there. Um, so that card, that's a, it's a, it's a hybrid green, white for, uh, two, two green, two white, or, you know, whatever combination, uh, it says enchant player. If a card would be put into enchanted player's graveyard from anywhere, instead that card is revealed and put on the bottom of that player's library. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing against somebody who's doing like sacrifice and recursion or something like that, well, then you enchant them with wheel of sun and moon and totally shut down their deck. And there's just some really, really cool stuff in here. I'll have to share the link. I was going to say, you said that was shadow more, right? Because I'm trying to picture it. That yes. card, I remember just being so weird because, yeah, you can put it on yours and then your deck keeps cycling into itself and you can shut down recursion. Or you can put it on your own, you put it on yourself and just, yeah, now I don't have to worry about stuff dying and I can constantly tutor it out. Right. Well, and actually, I, I have a feeling that Inverter is going to get banned real quick. Um, yeah. But but if you're playing if you're playing against Inverter in, in Pioneer, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, because well, uh, inverter, inverter exiles and yeah, the Shadowmore is not pioneer legal anyway. Yeah, you're. Oh, and but it does exile. That's right. It's not inverter. Yeah, though. there's. You're you're wrong for multiple reasons. Let me yeah. shove my glasses up farther to correct you. No, yeah, no, you're totally right. <laughs> never mind. I had a thought that was bad and never should have come out of my mouth. Yeah, we don't edit these. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before before we start to tonight obviously we're keeping it kind of casual right now um we we had a shorter time for recording and you know as a little bit of a preview uh for next week we're going to talk about limited formats specifically like what you can do with smaller groups so you know 1v1 how do you how do you do that um can you do a booster draft or you know what's pack wars and things like that that people might not be too familiar with but one of the things that you shared with me earlier before we started recording that i want to talk about with you right now uh and get your thoughts on is this three card magic article that you sent me from channel fireball (laughs) um this sounds absolutely insane well it's it's not so much a way of playing the game as it is just a thought experiment which is kind of interesting that's exactly what i was thinking while i was reading it where this is like this is like (laughs) mental chess before you even get a chance to play a game yeah no it's 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 super interesting because you have to choose three cards you write down those three cards and effectively those are the cards that are in your hand when you're playing the game uh, your opponent does the same thing. You don't get any other cards. There's no drawing. There's just 
you have these three cards in your hand, you go from there. And it, it's basically a more of a thought experiment than just a full-on game because you have to figure out, okay, in this matchup, who, who wins? And one of the examples they use, it's what the red player chose, Lightning Bolt, Goblin Guide, and Mountain. Because obviously, you still need mana. That was my first question when I was starting to read this. I'm like, so do you just get a pile of lands to play with? Nope, that's part of your three. Uh, the other person had Plains, Isamaru, and Swords to Plowshares. So they agreed, regardless of who goes first, uh, regardless of how it's going to play out, Red will have a life advantage in this matchup. Because if Red goes first, they can turn one, uh, play Goblin, Goblin Guide, swing, hit him for two. Uh, then the white player goes, and then they can either play Is Isamaru, which will be a blocker who will trade with the Goblin, or he can play Swords to Plowshares, eliminating his creature. But it's it's still going to give them a life gain advantage. Right, because they could just bolt the Isamaru when it gets and played, then, and then yeah, now and you're then at a stalemate. Yeah, and then, yeah, so it's it's one of those, okay, well, yeah, this will beat this, this will beat that, that will be that, okay, in this scenario. So you're just running, you're running hypotheticals. So it's just a weird thought experiment way of playing Magic, and there's, what, 18,000 unique Magic cards? Something like that. Something like that, and I think I ran the numbers, so it's like, okay, there are 15 trillion three-card combinations to mess around with. And I'm going to link this article in the show notes so that you can actually read like what it is we're talking about because conceptually it might be hard to kind of, you know, just listen to on a podcast and go like, wait, how did, how exactly does that work? So you can yeah. see like, you know, pictures and, and actually read it yourself. But one of the other things I thought was interesting was right after that, he talks about uh, metagame shapers yeah. and, and there's, there's this, uh, he's saying it's really interesting apparently three card must be more popular than i thought because he literally has a sentence in his article that says one of the most inform one of the most and format defining teams is the emrakul combo so clearly <laughs> yeah. this format has been around long enough to be defined um but it, it's an emrakul combo and it's run with black lotus channel and emrakul so <laughs> yeah. you know you play the lotus into channel and then you cheat out emrakul and yeah. you know and it's then- like well, there you go. That, Chancellor, <laughs> Chancellor of the Annex, where, okay, well, it's going to be countered unless you pay one more. And... Right, and then the other, uh, yeah, and then your uh, first, Caracas, your, too, you know, yeah, where you can remove a legendary. Drop, or your first drop of the turn. Well, when you drop your friggin' uh, Black Lotus, it's countered, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just such a weird, okay, well, now there's a meta against these literally three-card combo in a hypothetical mind game. Yeah, it's it's super awesome. It's it's really interesting. It's a yes. fun read, and it really yes. kind of twists your brain around uh, as as you think Put about it. Put on your thickest glasses before you uh, <laughs> give this one a shot. Right. It is it is intense, but it is absolutely awesome. Um, I I just had a blast reading it, and then of course you know as you're reading it, your mind's going like, hmm, I wonder like what I could think. You know, like what well, yeah, three might, card it, combo can I think of? And I'm like, okay, let's let's go easy. Uh, island, island, counterspell. Well, then I lose because in the in the situation, well, yeah, because in the situation like against that red player hand, uh, I can counterspell nothing because he outplays me. Like this, <laughs> or I go first, and then he goblin guides, and then next turn I island, and then he tries to bolt me, and I counter that, but he still got a creature on board. So yeah, just running through these hypothetical scenarios and seeing what's happen or what's going to happen. It's there's so many options. I'm gonna mess around with it, and nothing will ever come from this. But it's just a neat thing to like screw around with from time to time. 
yeah it's it's very cool like you said i mean thought experiment is is the perfect way to define it i mean it's something you can sit and think about with yourself it's something you could sit and talk about with your friends i mean it's just it's it's really cool and um i'm really glad that you shared that because i had a blast with it and i'm gonna have a blast sitting there (laughs) when i can't sleep at night going hmm now what three cards (laughs) we can and we could have three card combo tournaments in our freaking group chat because all it is is hey uh take a photo or write down your three cards and then quick go what do you what do you got right exactly exactly what have you come up with hot trash three islands <laughs> damn it bet you Maybe didn't I see that coming it. well and there's those friggin uh what is it mercadian mask lands that you can with the charge counters yes is that the ones that they were talking about yep. so yeah there there are more options outside the one drop two drop three drop and obviously there's no real banner restricted thing um but it reminds me of a when i first started playing magic uh, we did something similar to this, but it was seven cards. And the idea was the same. If you have your perfect opening hand, what do you pick? So huh. that's, I think that's going to be a natural extension of this. But that was something, because, well, okay, at the time, uh, Sliver, or not Sliver, uh, Thorn Elemental <laughs> was an integral part of this plan. Because. <laughs> There was a much smaller card pool back then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to elaborate on that. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm just leaving it open because I'm just reminiscing now about how (laughs) goddamn sad it was like, okay, well, Thorn Elemental is a 7-7 that when it blocks, you can assign combat damage directly to the player. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Game, set, match. Yeah, I just dealt you seven. It it doesn't matter. You blocked me. What do you mean I didn't kill your creature? Because I assigned damage to you instead. This is a dumb (laughs) game. We'll we'll check back in 20 years. (laughs) Maybe they'll print something better by then. Yeah, maybe they'll have a few more cards to play with. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. Well, before we wrap it up uh, for the evening, is there anything else that you've been up to lately that we didn't cover? Now, I think you said you haven't really played Arena, right? Oh, I I haven't touched Arena since. Yeah, Lord you of the and Siege, I don't think have. Uh, I I have so much paper magic, and I get the opportunity to play a couple of games every single week in a variety of formats that I I can't ever see myself going online and then either spending more money which oh my god we should not talk about how much money i'm invested uh (laughs) but spending more of my money on digital copies of things or spending like four hours a day just grinding matches to try and get coins and gems and other stuff to buy digital copies of things that i already have access to because my day is already very very occupied by work and sleep and sometimes i get to eat or see my wife so I don't have the time, unfortunately, to do multiple formats of paper and digital magic. I have to pick one or the other, and paper wins out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a quarter after eight right now at night while we're recording this, so thank you, Becca, for <laughs> letting me keep your <laughs> oh, husband yeah, for I a while. I told you there was a chance that I could get closed. home early, and boy, am I a liar. <laughs> As it is uh, when I go, yeah, 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 I'm just cleaning some stuff up at the shop. Uh, I'll be home, and I'll be leaving in about ten minutes. She was like, okay, see you in an hour and a half then. I'm like, no, no, like ten minutes, I swear I'm going to leave. 
And like an hour, I fi- hour later, I finally leave, and it is almost a half hour drive <laughs> home. Right, she, right on time with what she said. She knows that I am garbage at time management when it comes to just I don't know, like one more thing. I'm gonna sort one more quick box of cards, and then I'll be home. I'm just gonna place one more order, and then I'll be home. And <laughs> <sighs> yeah, magic. Yeah, I, I I have the arena. My my relationship with arena has changed a lot too. Because I used to like, oh man, I want to do my daily goals so I can maximize my gold, and I want to do this and I want to do that. And then they introduced the mastery pass with I think one of the core sets, maybe I don't remember. Uh, and it's like, oh okay, you know, I kind of want to do this because I can earn extra packs and gems and coins and whatever. And then it was just like, God, this is fucking exhausting, and I don't have time <laughs> yeah. for this. Like, yeah. this is even before my daughter was born. I'm just it like, is, this is dumb. Like, it is a slog in the best of situations but i mean yeah right and if that's if that's your thing and like you like to do that that's great but like for me it's just i I can't i just don't have the time anymore because there's too much other stuff to do and and also like if i'm gonna do that like i i I love magic right but like arena to me isn't necessarily what the full essence of magic is so if i had the choice like well i'm gonna go play borderlands for a while or i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna play a video game or i'm gonna i'm gonna read a book like i like to read you know so like oh i'm going through the dresden file series like i'm gonna read you know another book so that i can talk to you guys about you know whatever so yeah i mean it's how far are you yet have you met have you met mouse i just got the third book for my brother this past weekend so Uh, I am going to be starting it this weekend, so I'm excited for that. Uh, <laughs> great series, by the way, if you haven't read The Dresden Files. It is fantastic. It's like 16 books in the series, and it's the only series that I've read at least twice in physical form, which is ridiculous because I have so many books that I haven't re- read yet, and I'll pick up a new book and go, yeah, this is this is it. I'm going to get back into reading uh, after I read, I don't know, White Knight another time, or I'm going to go through ghost stories <laughs> and just... Yeah, yeah, back to the beginning. We're gonna we're gonna go with Stormfront. God, it's such a good book. Stormfront is such a good book. I all the books. I, well, I I've only like, read two. I but. like the first. Yeah, I I like the first book a lot. And there are people like ah, the first one's okay, but like once you get into like book five, I'm like, no, they're they're all they're all good from the get go. Like maybe I'm not as critical about my reading as I should be, but I am not a book snob. Uh, I'm just one of those, yeah, if I get bored, I won't read it. And this book keeps me not bored. Yeah, I mean, I picked up I picked up Stormfront when my wife and I were in Portland. And we went to a bookstore. I picked it up. I started it in our Airbnb before we left for the airport to fly home. And then I was like, why did I start this? I have to put it down to drive us back to the airport. <laughs> and I finished it on the plane before we even got home. Like that's nice. how good it was. I couldn't put it yeah. down. It was so, I, I loved it. So yeah, if you haven't listened to or read the Dresden or, or listened, you can also you find can. them on audiobook. Um, as, as read to you by James Marsters, TV's spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hell yeah. My brother actually, I think has some of the audiobooks too. Cause he listens I've, to a lot of stuff driving for work okay one quick other sidetrack book thing because this is a a stupid thing that happened but everyone enjoyed it i was kind of proud of myself um as a game store that also carries games workshop products i have just started carrying uh stuff by the black library the black library is all of the lore books behind Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, all of the side games, all of their miniature stuff. Uh, 40k has a story and background and universe that puts every other 
fictional world to shame with how much there is. I wish Magic put out novels like even one per set is like okay. Um, I just got a small smattering of some of the Black Library books in my shop now. And I think I got like 40 or 50 books individually. And that's just a tiny, tiny collection. Um, But uh, the Black Library is currently celebrating an anniversary. I don't know which anniversary, but they sent me a couple of these little like sample chapter books where it's like, oh, here's like 10 different uh, sample chapters from a variety of the stories. And give these to your customers, let them try some stuff, you know, hook them first and then you get them in, uh, like how all drug dealers work. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was offering these to some of my customers and one of them said sarcastically, I will only take that from you if you perform a dramatic reading from it. And then I stood there cause it was like 30 minutes before shop was closing anyway. And it was pretty, you know, pretty slow other than all the people hanging out doing miniature stuff anyway. So I stood there and I read the 20 pages of the sample chapter out loud to everyone in the front room of the store. And just, I love it. It was, it was the most fun, engaging thing because like I was just reading it. And then like partway through, I started figuring out like uh, some of the character voices that I was doing. And then like there was an orc that they were, uh, that this uh, uh, sisters of battle character had come across and like people were like legitimately like, leaning in like oh god what's oh yeah wrapped wrapped into it yeah and then like we finish it and she like kills the orc and gets back to her squad but she's punished because she lost her weapon which is like a cardinal sin for them and everyone's just like okay what happens next and i went well that's that's it i don't have the book and i go online and i'm seeing if i can order it for next week's shipment so i can we can continue the adventure together and (laughs) uh the gw website doesn't have the book available uh, I had to send a message to my sales rep going, hey, why would you do this to us? Why are let you teasing me, us? I've got Let f- me get the book. <laughs> do you seriously not have it? So I, I, I'm hoping that it's something I can still order from him directly. And it's like, oh, yeah, we took it off the website. But, like, you can you can still have it because I'm like, good. I need to know what happens to Sister Augusta because she's still in this friggin' Space Hulk dealing with uh, orc raiding crews on this dead <laughs> ship. And all she has is a punching dagger. Because she dropped her bolter into like the bottom of the ship. Well, and now you've got like a bunch of rabid fans at the store who also need to know. <laughs> yeah, I. It was <laughs> you again, did your job. It was just a stupid thing because somebody made a sarcastic comment, and I went, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> Bet you won't read to us like you're our dad. <laughs> Bet you, like you I done will. Book learning. <laughs> <laughs> that is just the kind of game store owner I am. <laughs> it is. You you care for your customers on multiple levels. You'll sell them stuff. You'll read them bedtime stories. You I'll know, talk you them just in, gingerly kiss them on the forehead when they've <laughs> got a boo-boo. You just, you care, you know, and that's what sets you apart from other <laughs> game store owners. You, you care. <laughs> yeah. I don't want your money. I want your friendship and your money. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels better when they come together. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. That's awesome. all I got. Yeah, Side no, that's track. a that's a sidetracked as hell. <laughs> that's a that's a perfectly sweet and heartwarming spot to wrap up uh, for for this week. Like I said, next week we're hoping to have Tej back and that whatever plague is tearing down his family is it's has not run its course and, and gone by. It's he not only coronavirus. Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, 
for for the reference of that joke, you're gonna have to listen to our other podcast, Beard Gamers. <laughs> and Guinness, if you're listening, we love <laughs> only you drink and I miss your you. beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So we hope to have him back next week, and we're gonna talk about kind of our favorite um, versions of limited. Uh, um, God, what's the word I want? Format, right? Different. Oh, yeah, uh, so, okay, yeah. so limited is a format, and then there's different variations, right, or permutations. Well, and the mystery uh, booster packs play. come out next week to LGSs. So, yes. So it's all going to wrap in really well. Uh, I did see too before we started recording that they released the list of foils, and um, there's some interesting foils. If I think about it, I'll either share it in the Facebook group or I'll add it to these show notes, even though we didn't really talk about it. But there's like 125 okay. or something like that uh, foils for the for mystery booster, and there's a there's a few that were cool i think like norn's annex is getting refoiled and um Ooh. yeah that was one that stuck out to me and, and there's a few that i'm like oh shit i need this just to stick in my deck to make it fancier but uh <laughs> we can get into that next week thank you uh chanel for joining me tonight and thank you guys oh, for listening make sure you tell a friend rate review subscribe you can find us on itunes google play stitcher iHeartRadio, podbean anywhere you consume your podcasts if you haven't yet check us out on our facebook community just search at homebrew magic you'll find us there thanks again for listening don't forget to tune in next week and as always don't drink and scry and don't forget untap up keep draw Ooh, yeah that might even be more important <laughs>